On this week's episode, Morbius takes a bite out of the Spider-Verse. Sony revamps its PlayStation Plus, and we preview WrestleMania 38. All this and more as we reach our next stop, the PCC Multiverse. Don't be alarmed. The quasi-shimmering light before you is a trans-dimensional gateway to other worlds, other voices, other thoughts, and other realities. Up feels like down, and down feels like the number seven on a Wednesday morning. Don't worry. That quivering, blood-boiling sensation under your eyebrows is all a part of the charm. Welcome to the PCC Multiverse. And we're back with another episode of the PCC Multiverse. This is Gerald Glasser from Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five star review wherever you get your podcast. Yes, five. Yes. Five dollar foot long. Yes. Oh, you got to pay to get that done on this show. Yeah, Come on absolutely. now. Don't yeah, give that away for free. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but if you can like, support, subscribe, or do whatever you can to take care of us right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, The Lakers Fast Break, Vampires, and Vitae, Wizards and Wine, plus all the great things that we do at the Pop Culture Cosmos because we are the number one tabletop RPG streamer on Facebook. And while you're there, you can check out the latest news and information on everything trending in pop culture right there at the Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook. And if you could do all of that, it is sincerely appreciated. But it wouldn't be a PCC multiverse without my good friend. She is our own vampire. That should be <laughs> the new Morbius. But this yeah, unfortunately. Apparently. I've, yes. From what I've heard. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Of vampires and Vitae. You got to check out what she's doing today at Vampires and Vitae, wherever you get your podcasts and Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook, plus her amazing game, Wizards and Wine, where she goes crazy with all the gals there. Mm. Yes, that she does. Yes. She'll tell you maybe not. No, 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 no. You got to hear one of these games. <laughs> yes. They go crazy indeed. But it is my good friend. It is. Melinda Barkhouse Ross and Melinda, great to have you back. Yes. Hope you have your fangs ready. You've got another great episode on tap today. I'm ready to dig in. There you go. I'm watching my neck here, watching the jugular there for you. Okay. <laughs> All right. But we've got a great show lined up for you today, which we will be talking about a certain vampire mm-hmm. that is Morbius, that yeah. the Spider Verse is now extended as Morbius hits theaters this weekend. And we'll talk about if. Morbius is being loved or being loathed, and if it'll actually be a successful part of the Spider-Verse, we'll speculate on that coming up here in a bit. Plus, also as well, PlayStation, well, they kind of did a thing. They kind of announced a thing. It's three-tier program as part of a revamped PlayStation Plus. I want to hear from our own PlayStation fan, Miss Melinda Barkhouse-Ross, coming up here in a minute. But also as well, I've got a great interview with TJ Johnson, who's going to be talking about PlayStation Plus and GTA Plus. All these pluses being flown around. He's going to be talking about that here in a sec. Plus, again, Melinda's thoughts on PlayStation Plus. We're going to be previewing WrestleMania 38 on the back end of the show as my good friend John Orlando from the PVD cast stops by to go ahead and preview the big event, two-day event, as I said long ago that the WWE should do. Not one, but two days. They're doing that this weekend in Dallas. So he'll talk about that coming up here in a bit. Plus also as well, I got a review of Moon Knight episode one. I hope Melinda has seen it or not. I have. I did my homework this week. All right. All right. Good, good, good. (laughs) Passing grade. Passing grade from her. I want to hear her thoughts on Moon Knight and I'll share it as well coming up here in a bit. We also want to go ahead and mention some thoughts on the Game of Thrones prequel. Finally has a time release window. So we'll talk about that coming up. The Bubble from Judd Apatow coming this weekend to Netflix. We'll just mention that real quick. That's coming up. So we'll share some thoughts on that here in a bit. And last but certainly not least, 
we kind of kitted him on the Monday show in regards to where his career is gone, but now his career is no more as Bruce Willis unfortunately made the announcement of his retirement due to health reasons. We'll go ahead and detail that on the back end of the show as well. But Melinda, My it is the dude with the fangs. Mm-hmm. It is a long gestating movie that's been out there and finished and completed years ago. It got delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed called Morbius, which supposedly extends the Spider-Verse even more. It was so funny because I was reading on the comments that Jared Leto destroyed DC with his role as the Joker in the Suicide Squad and now will ruin the Spider-Verse with his role in Morbius. (laughs) I was saying, okay, well, it's not going to be that bad. But then I checked out Metacritic last night. Uh-oh. And the reviews started rolling in because, you yeah. know, they have that point where they can start releasing. I think it was like around 5 p.m. on Wednesday that they could start releasing it. And so you started seeing the reviews pop up. I'm thinking, okay, let me go ahead and check it out, Metacritic. The first 24 critics are up there. Okay, that's not a good sign. <laughs> it's 37 was the overall Metacritic score. But I'm like, okay, it's just the first couple hours that the review's been up. I'm sure there's going to be some slackers. I'm sure there's going to be people some lagging by. They're going to just drop it tomorrow, next day. Sure that the critics will go ahead and give it an overall decent score by the next day. So I checked it out earlier today. (laughs) And many more people and many more critics have weighed in with their thoughts. And the score actually went down to 36. I mean, he's a vampire. He's meant to suck, but not quite like that, right? Yeah, it's going to suck, it looks like. And this is something where... Venom didn't get the greatest ratings in the world, and it became a worldwide sensation. Plus, its sequel, which I think is actually just as bad. Or some say maybe, worse. Some say worse. Yeah. I don't know. The first one was pretty bad for me. But it's it still made it a nice chunk of change. Yeah. So I want to hear your thoughts on Morbius. I don't have that same feeling of success for Morbius. It is expected to do right around $40 million at the U.S. box office just because it's front-loaded, I think. I think where this really is going to get hit is in the second and third week down the line. You're going to see a right. massive drop because of the word of mouth on this probably will be so bad. That's just a gut feeling. Sure. But I want to hear your thoughts on Morbius. I mean, I'm going to see it. Of course I'm going to see it. I love comic book movies. And you love vampires. Yeah, and I like vampires. So obviously I'm going to go see this movie. And even if it is terrible, there's going to be something about the movie to enjoy. Okay, just don't get so mad at your husband, Robbie, as you're (laughs) leaving the theater. You brought me here. I'm going to suck the life out of you right now. And just (laughs) jump on his back and start sucking on his neck and all that. You did this to me. (sighs) No, I will write a strongly worded email and send it to my good friend, Jared Leto. I mean, he'll probably still be part of the Sinister Six when they all get together to go ahead and lay the smack down on Tom Holland at some point in time because they're going to back up the Brinks truck to get Tom Holland to be in a Sinister Six movie. So you right. already know this coming. Yeah, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. You're going to do it. But I do think that there will be a future with him involved in a Sinister Six movie type deal just because you've already committed to it. And this is not a situation like the Eternals, because the Eternals, I know it got just ravaged by the critics. I know it just got ravaged by the fans. You know, it ended up only $60 million less worldwide than Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings. People have got to put that in perspective, that it was a number 10 movie, whereas Shang-Chi was nine, the overall worldwide box office numbers. So it didn't do that bad. Yeah, and once I finally kind of got myself over what everybody had been saying about the Eternals, I did go and watch it finally. And, you know, for a flick, it's not a bad flick. It's not bad. To me, I I liked it. It, I did love it. It's right right there, like middle of the pack for me in MCU movies, right around there-ish. Not that bad. I mean, worst comes to worst, you could see Iron Man 2 again. (laughs) That scared me right there. That's more scary than Morbius. But I will say this is a disappointing turn. I think this is the thing where people were afraid of. That Sony, when it wanted to go ahead and expand the Spider-Verse and start doing a Kraven Hunter or a Black Cat or Venom. or Once they got that success with Venom, then again, everything started to explode in the Spider-Verse. And that to me is something where, okay, you're going to get these kind of returns where some things might be actually pretty good and some things might not be. And 
these are the things I think where Morbius and Craven the Hunter and Black Cat and some others that you're going to make movies out of that may not be, how should I say this? I don't say deserving. It just may not be presentable in a standalone movie. They'd probably be better represented in like a featured role on a Spider-Man or even a Venom. Now that's made a lot of money. I would say that would be better suited or even a series. If Sony started and say, you know what, we're going to go to Netflix and say, hey, want to make a series of Morbius. I think that would have worked out better. Sure, sure. But we'll never know <laughs> because oh, we have know. a terribly rated movie to go see. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, but, I, I mean, Disney is getting it right because they're doing a get to know you thing with Moon Knight. Right. Yes, to, absolutely. To, yeah. Instead of just putting out a two hour movie out there that could have flopped and they did the thing with the Eternals, which they can still salvage and they can make more movies out of and they can still make money off of and they can still be a major part of the MCU with Moon Knight. And maybe Nova, I'm not sure if that'll end up being a movie or a series, but they could do the same thing where these unfamiliar characters to a larger part of the audience, people will go ahead and gravitate to more yeah. as a series. You know, there's already talk that Moon Knight will never be a part of the television series again, or any television series. He'll only just going to do movies at this point forward, which is fine, but you've already initiated people so much on a platform like Disney+. Plus. Right. I think the same thing goes for Sony. They got to be careful when they go ahead and which characters they have. I know they have Aaron Taylor Johnson as Craven Hunter coming up in a movie. I really think they should look again after the what most likely will be the lack of success. And we'll report it on the Monday show for sure. But the lack of success for Morbius, I really think they need to reevaluate how they treat the Spider-Verse going forward. But if you have thoughts on Morbius and Jared Leto's performance as Morbius as he heads into the Spider-Verse as it hits theaters this weekend, we want to hear your thoughts if it is not as bad or if it's good. And if it's better than what the critics are saying, we want to hear your thoughts. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Well, there's so much more to talk about on today's program. But before we head to the break mm -hmm. and TJ Johnson and PlayStation Plus, I want to hear your thoughts on PlayStation Plus. Again, it's the three-tiered system that's supposed to be a competitor of yes. the Xbox Games Pass. And with the three different tiers, the middle tier will allow you to have access to 400 different games in the PS4, PS5 library. And the highest tier will allow you to have access to another additional 340 games that go back in the realms of PS1, PS2, PSP, yeah. PS3. Mm -hmm. Okay, I know that TJ and I have some thoughts on it, and we'll share that after the break, but I definitely want to hear your thoughts as a PlayStation fan Yeah. on the way to the break, what your thoughts are on PlayStation Plus. Highest tier. Highest tier. I'm doing it. I'm going in. It's about time. I cannot wait to play Legends of Dragoon <laughs> on my PS4, which I have not played since I was late teens, early 20s. Eh, somewhere in there in my life. Legends of Dragoon. I loved that game. I adored it so much. And yeah, I'm excited to be able to play it on my PS4. I think that a lot of the things that Sony is doing is, I think they're getting away from physical copies of things. And I am excited. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's a smart move. I think it makes sense because you had your PlayStation Plus membership and then you could play extra stuff to get access to more PlayStation games and, and stuff like that. So now combining the services, baby, that just made sense. It's about time. Well done, Sony. Thank you. Thank All you right. for giving me something to be optimistic about. Okay. Well, I just wanted to make sure and believe yeah. me, I value your opinion on it. I'm, I'm happy that you're happy. Yeah. That the PlayStation Plus tiers, especially the last tier, the $17.99 per month tier. Or $120 a year. Or yeah. $120 a year yeah. is going to be something you are interested in getting and something that you are going to value and utilize as far as the library is concerned. I'm still not sure exactly which titles will be introduced as part of the program on both yeah. those tiers. We'll see what happens there. But we want to hear your thoughts on PlayStation Plus. I know you'll be hearing our thoughts as far as from me and TJ Johnson after the break, but we want to hear your thoughts on PlayStation Plus. If you think this is the value program for you and that if you think this compares favorably to Xbox Games Pass. I'm still not going to go buy an Xbox. Yeah, I, I know that. I, 
we can't bribe you with that. There's just no bribing you there. But if you have thoughts on PlayStation Plus, please let us know. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. We're coming up after the break. It is TJ and I. We'll be talking PlayStation Plus and GTA Plus. The pluses are flying all around. Everywhere. And you'll find out why after the break. Plus, after that, we will have my good friend, John Orlando, joining us for the preview of WrestleMania 38 this weekend. He's excited. I'm, eh, all right. But there's things that we don't want to talk about on both nights and the unification match between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Who do we think will win? That's coming up at the back end of the show. This is the PCC Multiverse. Okay, wait. Wait, I... I can go invisible, right? Because this is this is the absolute worst. You can so, certainly try. Okay, so that is um, uh, that's uh, obver obnation. Ob, ob, <laughs> Close ob, enough. Obvulation? It's obfuscation. Roll your dice. Okay. So I didn't get anything over a five, but you that can. You are still naked. Oh God. The music stops, and everyone is looking directly at you, oh. judging. Oh God, this is. The prince of the city looks very disappointed in you. Okay, this is worse than the dreams that I have about being naked at work. There has to be something that I can do. Vampires in Vitae, a Vampire the Masquerade actual play podcast, season two, to Pop Culture Cosmos. And we're back with the Pop Culture Cosmos. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Sony and PlayStation finally has gotten around to making something that they feel is extremely competitive against the Xbox Games Pass as they introduced this week the essential extra and premium tiers for the new restyled PlayStation Plus, which we will go into here in a minute. We'll also talk about the recently announced GTA Plus from Rockstar and what you get with that. And who better to talk about all these pluses? Is a plus for the pop culture cosmos, indeed. You see how I got that in there? That was good. That yeah, was good. I try. I try. I've been thinking about that one for a whole 10 minutes. <laughs> he is a good man, indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out whenever he's on here. And also, Dig on America, which he was just on earlier this week talking about Slapgate with Chris Rock and Will Smith. It is my good friend who I hope will not slap me during this broadcast. It is TJ Johnson. Oh, that would be a really hard reach to do that from where you're at to where I'm at. But good to have you here. (laughs) What's up, buddy? Good to be back on the Pop Culture Cosmos. But we're here to talk video games in a not quite as newsworthy thing, but still very important to an industry as Slapgate is to Hollywood. And that is the announcement which you and I have been counting on, Project Spartacus, whatever they wanted mm-hmm. to go ahead and call it. Something that PlayStation could finally do that's anywhere near competitive with Xbox Games Pass. Because you and I, for years now, have been lamenting over PlayStation Plus, right. PlayStation Now, PlayStation View, PlayStation, PlayStation. <laughs> You know, let's just name everything with PlayStation on it. But finally, they're going ahead and doing something a little bit different with PlayStation Plus, this revamped PlayStation Plus, because they're all combining it under one shell, under three different tiers plan. The first thing that sticks out and the first thing that they've said is that they will not, Sony, put out the first run, day one, first party games onto that platform. You will still have to pay extra for that. So let's get that out of the way. There may be a time where there's a first party game that they think may not sell enough that they may put on it. They want as a perk for it. Mm-hmm. But let's mm-hmm. say the next God of War, that will not be a free game with the service. Let's say not a day ne- one. No, not on day one. Two, three years later, maybe. <laughs> but maybe. yes, not on day one. You know, I'm just giving everybody an example of that. So I want to hear your thoughts on this, my friend. It is the PlayStation Plus. I see you shaking your head. You've been a big supporter of the PlayStation. <laughs> Everything has gone. You have a PlayStation 5. You are the type of individual that would be the first individuals out there to be keen on something like this. And Absolutely. you and also my Friday host, Melinda Barkhouse-Ross, she is a huge supporter of PlayStation. I know my one of our sponsors from Retro City Games, Douglas Hoibu, is a huge PlayStation guy. Why are all three of you like... I wish Sony you could have done just a little bit more. You know, because it really boils down to the fact that 
they're just not doing enough. I mean, you look at the different tiers, and we've talked about them, right? Or you've already mentioned them all. The $9.99, dollars $17.99, $17.99 Essential Extra Premium. And, and like you said, essentially what you're getting with the extra and the premium, with the extra, you're getting access to the PS4, PS5 games. and then the It's premium, essentially an emulator. It's an emulator. And you and, and for the premium, for the $17.99, you're getting access to the PS4, PS5 games, and lo and behold, the PS3 PS2, PS1 games. And PSP. All, and PSP, all through emulation software. So you mean to tell me that even if I own PS3, PS2, PS1 discs, the only way I get to access it is through this emulation plan that I have to pay an additional monthly fee for just to have access to playing those games. The truth is, it was an inevitability that Sony would have to come out with something. It was an inevitable thing. Sony was going to have to come out with something that was going to have to be something similar to the Xbox Game Pass. This ain't it. I mean, it's just, it's not it. There's just no incentive for going with this $17.99 premium to use run an emulator when I've got PS1, PS2, and PS3 games sitting on my shelf right now that I can't use because... They screwed the pooch so bad on the PS3 as far as the architecture of it. You can't redo it, apparently. And as far as the PS1 and PS2 is concerned, I can't do anything with my PS5. So they're just sitting there collecting dust. But but if I want to enjoy those games, I just have to pay the low, low price of $17.99 per month, $119.99 for the year. It's not and even the entire library. Those. It's not the whole lot. It's not. So, And then they're not day one releases on the PlayStation 5. It's just... They literally... They don't get it. They don't get it. And they literally looked at what Microsoft did and said, yeah, we're not going to do that. Let me ask you this. This is something, obviously, they're going to stick with for a long time, for at least a year, before they realize one way or the other they're going to do this long-term or they'll have to revamp it or do something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Will this ultimately let Xbox back in the door in regards to you know, selling the same amount or more this holiday season because Xbox you know, is still a little bit behind. And of course, with Xbox, their goal is still the Games Pass, just getting it out exactly. there. Exactly. I, I don't, you know, we, we've talked about it before, Joe, and this is going to be the hill that I die in. But Microsoft is not concerned with outselling consoles of Sony. They're no, not but can they? Can they? They might be able to. But not even trying. Not, and that's the thing. They're not even trying at this point. So can they do it? It's quite possible. I mean, clearly, you can actually get an Xbox as opposed to a PlayStation. Playstations went for sale on Amazon at eleven fifteen today and by eleven sixteen they were sold out. So yeah. I mean obviously you have a much easier time getting an Xbox than you will getting a PlayStation five. So I think it's just a matter of time before Xbox surpasses them as far as console sales. But that's not their point. They don't care. That's not what their focus is. Their focus is getting Game Pass on every system, every piece of hardware that they can possibly get it on. The fact that it works with the Steam Deck says a lot in and of itself yeah. their whole point is the microsoft ecosystem it's not the console sales anymore but they might the do it without trying bonus. i they mean starfield's going to come out later this year that's a first party first run game yes. and what is playstation with this service supposed to be adding on to it about that time oh maybe we're going to do horizon zero dawn Maybe we'll yeah. go ahead and throw that for free on there. You know? maybe. Or, maybe. Or maybe. Or something from last year that they'll throw. Yeah, yeah this is really special. It was a great hit in 2021. You're going right. to love it being, you know, being part of the service <laughs> as opposed to doing something here and now. Like, for instance, Horizon Forbidden West, popping that on there. Gran Turismo 7, um, popping that on there. Especially yeah. after getting beaten out by Elden Ring, which we all know now. Elden Ring is outselling a lot of these games. It could be a very real possibility that you might have to, in order to save face, put some of these games on this PlayStation Plus a lot sooner in order to save face. But before we head on out, which is something else that gamers have to worry about, especially if they have a lot of online things relating to this already, and that's GTA Online adding in a new GTA Plus program, $5.99 a month which is going to get you a lot of extra things if you're on a PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series S or X. If you're, yeah. I mean, if you're playing it on a previous generation system or PC, we don't even know yet if they're going to add it on there. Yeah. I think that's mistake number one. But let me give everybody the lowdown on what you get. You're going to get a half a million dollars in GTA bucks delivered automatically to your account. 
You're going to get perks like the La Mesa Auto Shop, access to the Los Santos Tuners. You're going to get access to special events. You're also going to get a collection of clothing, cars, yachts. And, you know, yachts is always in the news these days. But you're also going to go ahead and get exclusive DLC. DLC from the past can be brought back. For someone new that's playing it or hasn't played in a long time, that's just getting back into it on a PlayStation 5 or Xbox S or Xbox X, I think it's a great deal. Five ninety nine a month. I think there's also is there a nine ninety nine a month plan? I think as well. Not yet. It doesn't yeah. they won't come out one, but right now. Okay, it's but it's just the five ninety nine plan. Okay, yeah. so the five ninety nine yeah. plan. It's not a bad deal. No, but no, for actually, everybody I else, mm-hmm. I think it's miss a mark thing that it isn't on other older systems. I understand they want to push you towards the newer systems, but with mm-hmm. the lack of availability of consoles these days, I really think it's a missed opportunity to go ahead and get everybody involved into this. Your thoughts on the GTA Plus, you seemed more receptive of it than a lot of other people did. I want to hear mm-hmm. why that is. Well, I think for me, I'm more receptive of it because of the fact that, remember, we're talking about a, a game that's now in its third console generation, right? Grand Theft Auto V has been out since the Xbox 360, and we are currently on Xbox Series X, S, and mm-hmm. PlayStation 5. So this is its third console generation, and the Grand Theft Auto Online has been out since, I want to say that came out on, on the 360 as well. I mean, you've at least got one console generation worth of people who've already invested money, time, energy, effort, hours into their online persona through Grand Theft Auto Online. So two console generations worth of people who have already put in time on Grand Theft Auto Online, who've already got that money, right? But when you can when you convert it over to the newer consoles, the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, you either lose the ability to go back to the PlayStation 4 or Xbox One. Or you just make an all-new character. Some people might be making all-new characters. So for somebody like that, this is going to be well worth it. For somebody who's already had it for the last two console generations, this extra $500,000 a month is not really going to do anything for you. Because well, you've already are, got you've earned already, millions of dollars. You've already earned billions and billions of dollars at this yeah. point anyways. But for the new people who are just getting started, this is a great incentivized program. And in truth be told, it's $599 a month. $5.99 a month wouldn't get you $500,000 in Grand Theft Auto money as is. I think if my conversion rate is correct, $5.99 a month would get you about $10,000. You're already, chances are going to spend five bucks on Grand Theft Auto stuff a month as is. You know, between you wanted to get a shark card or whatever the case may be, you're going to spend that money anyways. Now you're spending five ninety nine. dollars you get access to all this stuff and you get an additional $500,000. Yes, is 2K finding more ways to grab money from us? Absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt about it. It's an ecosystem. But let's be very, very clear. Before this is said and done, Grand Theft Auto V will go down as one of the greatest games of all time. Uh, I agree with you on that. It's not even a question. So the fact that they're still putting out content for it, I absolutely am for us paying for this content that they're putting out. Grand Theft Auto Online right now is an entire world, an entire world to do whatever you want, however you want to do it. You can be whatever it is that you want to be. There's no harm in paying an additional five bucks a month if you're going to consistently get fed new content. I wish that some other games would take this note. I wish that Square Enix did this with the Avengers title. I wish that they put out more content that was consistent. And you pay, what, five bucks a month, but you got consistent content as opposed to little bits here, little bits there, $10 for a new skin here, $20 for a new, you know, like they put out stuff and they don't think about the fact that we're still not getting a good game. With Grand Theft Auto, they're putting out stuff, and we've already got a full game that was outstanding, 10 out of 10s across the board for a lot of different game articles and review sites. This is all content that we're going to look for anyways. So I'm grateful that they're actually giving it to us, and they're saying, oh, we're only going to charge 5 bucks, five ninety nine a month, and you're already going to get that in its Grand Theft Auto money and $500,000. It's a stupid deal. On the surface, it looks greedy. But I think that more games would do better understanding that it doesn't need to be a serialized event. But you got to remember also as well, they're stalling for time until GTA 6 comes out. And they're trying they to do everything to stall they can. For time. This is a great game. You don't, they, Look, Rockstar does not have to come out with Grand Theft Auto 6 anytime soon. They really don't. Should they? Absolutely. 
but they, they won't. have to no still think at 24 don't. i still think at 20 they, late 24 I, I, I would i would agree with you on that i would agree late 24 they have no need to rush that game out anytime soon grand theft auto online is doing too much it's doing too much if you've ever spent time in grand theft auto online it's a whole new world my friend you are most welcome anytime you know you're a major part of the show you know, when anything like this comes up or when Sony really doesn't have a clue, please, I need you to come back <laughs> on the show again ASAP. Absolutely, brother. Every time, man. Thank you guys so much for having me, as always. Absolutely. Well, then again, they still don't have a clue. They put out Morbius, and that's getting raked over the coals on reviews. But need I digress? Need I digress. That's <laughs> what happens when you have the Spider-Verse. But my friend, true. great having you on the yes, show. Sir. Looking forward to the next time you're stopping by right here at the POP culture cosmos and if you're ready to talk toys i haven't stopped talking toys let's get to it it's the jay and rob toy show and we're back for season two for 10 more episodes of toy talking goodness and this time we talk marvel figures we talk dc figures holy grails play sets what if scenarios and so much more but we're not alone. We've brought a few friends with us this time. All that and of course our action figure spotlight. So check out the Jay and Rob Toy Show season two, exclusively on Jinx Esports TV Canada. All right, and we're back with the program. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. Thank you so much for watching and listening. We truly appreciate it. It is the big show for sports entertainment, a.k.a. pro wrestling. It is WWE's WrestleMania 38, which tells people just exactly how old they are when the numbers keep going higher and higher. It is going to take place this weekend over two nights in Dallas, Texas at the AT&T Stadium, a.k.a. the house that Jerry Jones' money built. And here today to talk about it and to preview WrestleMania 38 is a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out whatever he is doing at the PVD cast today. Here's our wrestling expert, John Orlando. John, as always, great to have you back, my friend. You notice I said wrestling instead of a sports entertainment expert, but always great to have you here, my friend. Well, thank you very much, Gerald. It's always a blast to come back and talk wrestling with you. I'm very happy to be here on the Pop Culture Cosmos and I'd just like to throw it out there that I feel like over the last couple of weeks, my enthusiasm for WrestleMania has shot up. It's skyrocketed. Because if you'd asked me uh, three, four, five, six weeks ago, I was probably lukewarm to the idea of WrestleMania. This card still doesn't really do outstanding things for me. It really I doesn't. Agree. But let's preview wrestlemania right okay. now my friend dallas okay. texas it is a two-night event it is going to be at the at&t stadium about sixty-five thousand people for each night so that's about one hundred thirty thousand. Yeah, let's just say one hundred let's be conservative about one hundred twenty thousand people are going to be there for both events the big deal is will they actually go ahead and have a clean finish in the big event which we'll talk about here coming up in a bit but saturday you have Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods versus Sheamus and Rich Holland. Then you have Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. Seth Rollins versus a mystery opponent, which if everybody's been reading, checking out Twitter, just basically everywhere, it's basically the most open secret in the world that is going to be Cody Rhodes coming from AEW to go ahead and face off against Seth Rollins. You have Ray and Dominic Mysterio versus The Miz and Logan Paul. The KO show with Stone Cold Steve Austin, that's going to actually be the headline event from what we're hearing. The SmackDown Tag Team Championship match with Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs versus the Usos. Fatal 4-Way for the Women's Tag Team Championship. Sasha Banks and Naomi versus Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan versus Natalya and Shayna Baszler versus Carmella and Queen Zelina. The Raw Women's Championship match, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. And you have the women's championship match from the SmackDown side, Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair, which still begs the question, if you're doing a unification match on the men's side, wouldn't Saturday night have been better to be headlined by a unification match between Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair on the other? The booking of both nights are weird because you have all these tag matches on one event. Then you have, like, both women's titles are on... Saturday show, which I don't understand. You have 
we'll call them celebrities. I know people say, well, McAfee's an employee, John. I know, I know, but he's not a wrestler. He's not an active wrestler. Right. You have him and Knoxville. They're both on the, like, I don't understand why things weren't divvied up a little bit better in terms of the booking of this. So I, I think that it's going to be interesting how some of these matches play out. I'm not really looking forward to that women's tag team title match. I feel like it was, as a colleague of mine, Ringside Rand says, the spare parts tag teams. Oh, who do we got? Just throw these two together, throw these two together, throw these two together. And there I'm we go. We'll go with I'm disagree with you. But if you're not doing a women's battle royal or an Andre the Giant battle royal for the women, then that's what you're going to get. I know. I know. I honestly wouldn't mind seeing a battle royal for the women. But they've done it before. They have. They absolutely have. I would think that that would not be a bad idea. And they still might be able to do it. I mean, even though that they've used a lot of their talent in actual matches. But they'll probably put it on SmackDown like they're putting the Andre the Giant. Right, exactly. And also, I believe Ricochet is defending the IC title. That's Uh, a crime. With the kind of skill that man has. But then again, he lost in a minute on Raw in a non-title match, which shows you the respect they have for him. Mm -hmm. Don't get me started on their non-title match stuff. And is the U.S. title being defended? I don't think I've heard anything about that. No, I just, I don't think so either. We'll wait and see, but yeah, it's just a very disappointing outlook as far as the way they structured it. But I want to go ahead and focus in on the two women's matches. And of course the big thing going on with Kevin Owens and Steve Austin in a match, not match. It's just interview, but should be a match type deal. First off, why not have a unification match for the ladies? If you, have one for the men just doesn't make any sense well does that have to do and i can only speculate does that have to do with the fact that we just got ronda rousey back and we need to do something i'm sure it has everything to do with ronda rousey ronda hasn't had hardly any matches since returning i mean she did that little spot thing the couple weeks on smackdown with sonya deville that's not a match though that's That's a minute squash right that's not a match so if you do have that hesitation, which you claim that you do, Gerald, that can only add fuel to the fire, so to speak. I still think Becky Lynch is going to win her match, but do you think Charlotte Flair is going to win hers? No, I think Ronda Rousey wins and takes the do you title. Think, because, do you think because, Flair will be on her way out if that's the case? Personally, I think we should do what they've done with Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin. Okay, we're going to let these guys have multiple matches over multiple different outlets, whether it's on Raw, whether it's on, been on pay-per-view. Why not allow Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey to rival each other and, and go for a few more shows? You know, we have, I don't know what the next pay-per-view is. I don't know. But that's something that you could do over the next couple of pay-per-views to get to SummerSlam and they could have a rematch at SummerSlam. I still think it would have been more opportune to go ahead and do unification matches for both the men and the women, women on one night, men on the other. But need I digress on that? Before we head off to Sunday, I want to go ahead and ask you real quick, the KO show with appearance by Steve Austin. Again, to me, I said this before that I think that it should have been a match. But I think we're still going to get that, Gerald, because in my mind, I think that KO show That whole situation leads to a match on Sunday. I really, truly believe that. I think that that's that's that would be the ultimate pulling your leg type deal. But then again, you're not spending alternate days on pay per view, so I guess that's okay. I mean, well, okay, there is someone out there going to movie theaters both on Saturday and Sunday, so maybe that's a one thing, but or there is somebody out there paying pay per view, but for most part, most people are paying through peacock and it's just mm-hmm. part of the monthly service so mm-hmm. it's not that bad a sting i'm still thinking that old mindset where i would have had to pay 50 dollars for each night you know? right right but yeah i guess that's okay that it would lead to a sunday how best to go ahead and finish off your sunday with a quick match one two three that would be actually yeah. pretty cool so i'll give you that you know what it's great having you in the boardroom <laughs> mr booker but before we head on out my friend it is sunday the closing night and it's the winner take all. But before we hit that, it is going to be Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley versus Omos, AJ Styles versus Edge, triple threat match for the Rock Tank Team Championships with RK Bro versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy, an anything goes match with Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn, winner takes all match for the WWE and Universal Championships, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. I'm in agreement with you. They are going to probably put some type of filler. I think something's going to happen. It looks a little bit light for mm-hmm. a three or four hour showcase. So 
I think they are going to put some type of filler in there. Could be the Steve Austin thing, could be a little bit more. But your thoughts on this as far as the big match, which is Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. And then I'll ask you, or I'll ask you right now, after that, tell me the matches or match you're most excited to seeing before we head on out. Okay, so the big match. I think that Reigns versus Lesnar, as I have said on my own podcast, I think they gel so well together. You know, and they're pretty good. And Reigns should have been a heel years ago, which you and I were. Ever since I met you, we've been talking about this. <laughs> you know, it's just crazy that this didn't happen sooner. It's funny because WWE Evil is the latest series. I got to get into it. It's on Peacock. I got to go ahead and start watching it. It's executive produced by John Cena, a guy who we all wanted to go bad and evil years ago and never did. Somehow it's hosting WWE Evil, which I don't understand. But your thoughts on this, I mean, regards to it, I think that Reigns, to me, has all the momentum. Yes, he's bragged about not being beat in years. I don't think he should put over Lesnar here, especially the part-timer that he is. I really think you got to go with Reigns. See, I'm torn because I, I I understand where you're coming from. Lesnar is a part-timer. But I think that an intriguing storyline as a fan is that Reigns loses, that the Usos lose the tag titles. And now from the penthouse to the outhouse, as the old saying goes, how do these men react to that? How do they get back to that pinnacle that they were once at? I think that's a very intriguing storyline mm-hmm. but i'm i i see where you're coming from too with lesnar i really think that this is going to be a great match i without a doubt it's going to be hard hitting it's going to be mm-hmm. explosive everybody's going to get involved the usos paul Heyman. Every, it's just going to be chaotic but i think it's going to be awesome bring back that cell phone paul <laughs> you know he probably has a couple still in the closet no, um, <laughs> but i'm going with i think let's get a fresh face at the top of the mountain, so to speak. I think Brock Lesnar wins. How can that be a fresh face? You well, know, I've be- known you for a little while now. That might be the most weird statement you've ever said. Fresh face? <laughs> well, this is coming from the man who was tired of seeing him as a part-timer being champion in the first place. I know, but I, I feel like, like, to me, if you're going to truly unify these belts... Put it on Brock Lesnar because he still has somewhat of that crossover appeal. Still a little I, bit. I like, this, I like this because it's our first major decision we've had in all these years against each other on a major match. Just, it's a beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. I feel like, again, if you're going to truly unify these belts, and, and that's the catch. If they're not going to do it, okay, then fine. Then this this whole theory of mine goes out the window. But I feel like if you're going to do that, Put it on a big-name person that still has some crossover appeal. You might be able to pull in a couple more viewers. But, yeah, I'm glad the fact that we finally have a disagreement on who should win on a major match actually warms my heart in a way because we were always in agreement. So in the boardroom, it's getting a little bit heated right now as far as that's concerned. (laughs) But once again, it's John Orlando from the PBD cast. Before we head on out, are there any match or matches on each night that you were looking forward to before we head on out, my friend? Uh, I'm looking forward to Edge versus AJ Styles. I think those two are going to tear the house down. I think Rousey and Charlotte Flair will be okay. I'm kind of curious to see how that ends I up. I would love to see in a street fight. You got to admit, after all the angles that they do that are outside that really work so well and really click, that would be something I think well, that would make it much better. You're right, but they had to do that with Johnny Knoxville. They had to make that be the street fight so that we can hide his deficiencies. Yeah, I know. I know. Here's my other one I'll throw out there. I think Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes. That's the one I'm looking forward to. Look, I'm going to say another controversial statement. A few weeks ago, I was locked in. Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins. I've got a little bit of doubt creeping in my head. Just a little bit of doubt, Gerald, that maybe we might get a bait and switch and Cody Rhodes shows up Monday on raw as the big surprise rather than on at WrestleMania. And we get Seth Rollins and Goldberg or Seth Rollins and Shane McMahon or Seth yeah, Rollins. I, know. I heard and... Shane McMahon will be in the vicinity. So you could be right on that. Uh, I wish we had disappointment because that's not the match we really want to see. No. But again, this whole card 
does not scream at me. I got to see it. I'm going to see it, but it's just not, you know, I think you and I in the boardroom would have even after the arguments and shook hands and had lunch and you came back from lunch, we would have been able to put a better card together. <laughs> but before we head on out, my friend, I got to get you going with the shameless plug time. Okay. So please get us up to date on what you're doing at the PVD cast. Well, the PVD cast is available at pvdcast.com, the online home of yours truly, but it's also available wherever you find great quality podcasts. Myself and my Pro Wrestling Pundits, DJ Joey Blades and Ringside Rand. We did a little preview of WrestleMania for this week's episode. And a truly unique episode the previous week, I'd like to highlight that one, where myself and a YouTube personality, a gentleman by the name of Mike McGee, we talked about the top three movies we hate. And boy, it was an interesting conversation. And I will say this, it is not maybe for everyone. It's not everyone's cup of tea. But if you love movies like I do and like Mike does, I would urge you to check it out. PVDcast.com. You can find it there or at any podcasting outlet. And please follow me on Twitter at PVDMVP. Good thing you didn't have me on because I would go off for 20 minutes on the Tomorrow War. (laughs) But my friend, yeah, it it was bad. It was bad. (laughs) But my friend, it's been great having you on. Once again, it's John Orlando from the PVDcast. He is our pro wrestling guru. In fact, I'm going to get him on as much as I can more often. And I hope everybody will also check out this weekend on the Pop Culture Cosmos Facebook page because I will be going ahead with some post-game analysis. I'm looking for some guests. Hoping some guests will drop by. People always tell me, yes, yes, they'll do it. Yes, they'll do it. But then they realize it's so late and they're like half asleep. And they're like, oh, I have to do it. Well, you know, WrestleMania was 10 hours. I'm sorry. Got to go on. So I will be doing post-game analysis on Saturday and Sunday. So I'm looking forward to going ahead and dropping that on the Monday show as well. So, John, I appreciate it. It is the, I almost feel like saying it's the most wonderful time of the year for wrestling fans, at least. Sports entertainment, whatever you want to call it. It's a great time. It's WrestleMania 38. My friend, I hope you do enjoy it. I hope all your predictions, including the one that would make me wrong, come true see how generous i am on that you are you're a very generous gentleman so well okay well (laughs) i wish i wish more people would say that but (laughs) yes my friend it's great having you here always talking pro wrestling and sports entertainment right here at the pop culture cosmos if you're in the las vegas and henderson areas and are looking to buy sell or trade the best in classic or current video games and pop culture collectibles there's no better place to go than Retro City Games. From Xbox to PlayStation, Nintendo to Atari, the great crew at Retro City Games provides the best place to go for all your gaming options. Stop by their two awesome locations in Henderson and also the Las Vegas Strip, or follow Retro City Games on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest deals and new items. Without a doubt, there's no better place to go for your gaming needs than your friends at Retro City Games. And we're back at the program. It's the PCC Multiverse. Want to thank so much TJ Johnson and John Orlando for stopping by on the show. They had much to talk about, and we also still have much to talk about on the way out. Mrs. Melinda Barkhouse Ross is here with me. The legend that is so much a part of the Vampires and Vitae and Wizards and Wine the number one tabletop RPG streamer on Facebook that we are. But before we head on out, my friend, we both saw Moon Knight from Disney Plus. Yeah, we did. Episode one. Your thoughts on it, and then I'll share mine, because I want to go ahead and hear your thoughts on what the introduction for you was like for Moon Knight. Full disclosure, I don't know anything about Moon Knight. I have never read any of the comics. So this was a first take for me all around. Well, you were not unlike 90% of the audience yeah. going in. They didn't have any idea either. Yeah. So I loved the first episode. I thought it was great. So I'm definitely tuning back for episode two. It's a very easy watch. It's a very quick watch. You know there's a lot more to it. You're not given that context yet, but you're not needing to give that context because you know it's going to come up over the next five episodes. So I think it was a good start as well, focusing more on Stephen Grant and his persona before you go ahead and and understand what the real Moon Knight is all about. So yeah, I thought it was a real easy watch and I really enjoyed my time watching it as well. It was really great. I'm very excited for the rest of it. 
Yeah, as am I. It's a really good start. It's one of the better starts of all the Marvel television series so far. I put that up with Hawkeye, so I'm really excited to go ahead and see what's coming into play with Moon Knight. I know Melinda is as well. We want to hear your thoughts. If you enjoyed the first episode and if you're looking forward to more episodes of Moon Knight and where it's going from here, please, if you have any thoughts, let us know. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Well, before we head on out, my friend, a couple of things I want to go ahead and hit you up on. The Game of Thrones. Yeah. Finally, we get a time frame for the Game of Thrones prequel. So the House of Dragon. I mean, my gosh, it's it's finally coming around. It seemed like forever. Yep. Your thoughts on this? You excited for this August premiere? I mean, yeah. House of the Dragon, I'm feeling not, it. I'm not a huge fan of the series, so I'm kind of like, yeah, I'll probably check it out. Just because, yeah, you know. I mean, I, I enjoy the lore of the Targaryens, so that's going to be interesting to kind of learn more about that and explore some more there. I don't think that I'm over what they did to the final season of Game of Thrones yet. Mm, I, I don't think you and I both. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's been, it's like two years or more yeah. since the series ended and it still hurts. It still hurts me as a fan. So I am incredibly cautiously optimistic about this one. I am as well. You know, August 21st rolls around. I'm going to be checking it out. I know everybody Absolutely. else, because everybody's going to be talking about, oh, Game of Thrones. Right. Yeah, I mean, House of the Dragon is something, again, HBO is going to promote the heck out of it. And it's going to be battling shortly thereafter with the Lord of the Rings prequel. Right. That's coming to Amazon Prime. So you're going to see the battle of the heavyweights right there, oh, which man. is going to be fun for us to there talk about. There are going to be about. so many swords on TV, and I'm so excited. Yes. So we're all going to be enjoying that. But if you're ready to go ahead and check out The House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones prequel, when it comes to HBO Max and HBO August the 21st, we want to hear your thoughts. If you're really excited to get back into the world of Game of Thrones, please let us know. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Well, before we head on out, the bubble this weekend is Judd Apatow. He's coming back with a Jurassic Park meets covid movie <laughs> per se as far as the covid restrictions and things right. of that nature so you get to see right. all the covid jokes you want and dress park jokes bubbles. yeah yeah so you get yeah. to see all that but i want to hear your thoughts on the bubble before we head on out it's judd apatow i'll, I'll yes. give it to a little college try and see what's up for sure yeah and it's like a two-hour movie it's on yeah. netflix yeah. you know if you've already done with the adam project which is been the number one movie the past three weeks then yeah i think it's time to move on to another movie so yeah, go ahead, pop yourself some popcorn, kick back, watch a Judd Apatow movie. It's not a bad way to spend an evening. No, not a bad way at all. So, yeah, definitely. If you're interested, check it out this weekend. Want to make sure people have thoughts and, and ideas on what they want to check out. Halo Episode 2, that's something I'll talk about, as well as The Bubble. I'll give my thoughts on both of those entertainment prospects on the Monday show. But we want to hear your thoughts on The Bubble. Will you stay in The Bubble? Netflix. <laughs> Please let us know. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. You like that little? That was good. Giant? Yeah, was good. I try. I try. I like it. I try. I was like it. Well done. It's yes, like you've been absolutely. doing this for a while. Oh, yes. Well, <laughs> almost as long as you. Almost as long almost. as you. Yeah, almost. Almost. <laughs> indeed. But before we head on out, mm -hmm. we've got kind of an apology because we were teasing him a little bit on the Monday show, and that is for Bruce Willis. Oh, uh, dear. Because the Razzies did go ahead and create a category for all of his movies last year, which were all bad, which were all VOD, which were all not very good. And now it seems like things are turning for the worse for him because not only the fact that he won, quote unquote, a Razzie on the weekend, he right. just announced or his social media account announced that due to health reasons and a diagnosis that was made, unfortunately, will be going into retirement for his diagnosis of aphasia. Yeah. And you had a great description of aphasia. So please, if people are unfamiliar with this, and I was unfamiliar with this before I checked out what's going on with Bruce Willis, let us know your thoughts on Bruce Willis and exactly what that type of condition is. I can't imagine something that would be more terrifying for an actor 
than something like aphasia happening to you. It's a cognitive issue that happens and affects your ability to communicate and understand communication, whether it's spoken word, reading, your speech, you're saying things, but your brain is telling you that nothing is making sense. So maybe what you're saying isn't making sense. You Like you don't know. You just don't, you can't recognize it anymore. And my heart truly breaks for Bruce Willis. Yeah, mine does as well. Wow. I I can't imagine anything scarier. They're saying his is related to a brain injury. Yes. Um, And from what I've read, and let's face it, I am not like anywhere near a medical trained person. But from what I understood, from what I read about aphasia today, is that you don't necessarily have to have the brain injury for it to happen. Like it could just happen. That's the scary part. Right? Oh, my goodness. And just, yeah, my gosh. I mean, there's going to be a point where he isn't able to understand what his kids are saying to him. Yeah, and that's scary. And there's going to be a point where he's frustrated. And I can't imagine the frustration of having the words in your head but not being able to make them come out properly. Gosh, that's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. And to see his career gone from such high of highs, starting with Moonlighting, which I loved back in the day. That tells you how old I am. I was watching it back in the day. And to obviously the best Christmas movie ever, Die Hard. Yeah. I mean, Death Becomes Her. He was so good in that movie. Yeah. He had his highs and highs as far as great movie, box office, blockbuster. Then he would do a bomb, like Bonfire of the Vanities and some other stuff that he did. It's highs and lows. But he was always considered a success in the 90s and early 2000s. Yeah. Last movie I really remember him hitting with, and I could be wrong, I'm just doing this off the top of my head, is Looper. I think that was the okay. last movie by Rian There's, Johnson that, that he was, was really – Yeah, that was a really good movie that he was a part of. Uh, you know, Obviously, Pulp Fiction, he played a role in that. But the way his careers ended up – I mean, we've seen this from a lot of these name actors that take well, these roles which kind of scratch your head. If he has had this diagnosis for a while, Mm -hmm. that could explain the push to just get out as many movies as you can. You could be right. Let this be my swan song. None of them even had to be good, I'm sure. Just let me do this. But if he knew that and it could have been hinted to the right person, the right director, it could have put him in at least a, a decent role before he headed on out. Oh, yeah. But you know what? We don't know at what stage he's at. Yeah, that's true. You know, we don't know how far this comprehension issue or communication issue has gotten with him to the point where he's had to make the announcement. So it could be a case of the easy script was the better choice. Yeah. Perhaps. Pure speculation. I have no idea. Good point. Very good point. Good point indeed. But our thoughts are with the Willis family. We wish him all the best. Hopefully they will find something that will help alleviate the situation for him. Yeah. And he'll be able to live a quality of life that he deserves. Again, very sad to see all these performances on the way out, but let's not forget about the great performances he was a part of for so many decades. I think that should be the first and foremost thing that should be out there when it comes to Bruce Willis. So Again, our thoughts are with the Willis family, but if you have any thoughts or memories or a great movie or performance in mind when it comes to Bruce Willis, but please, if you have any thoughts on Bruce Willis and his career, please let us know. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Well, my friend, it's been a great episode. I cannot thank you enough as always. Ooh, ooh, what other thing? Any other last thing? thoughts? Obi- well, Obi- this is your last thought Obi- on the way out. Obi-Wan Kenobi. I've been waiting for it. Yes, and they well, had to push it back. <laughs> well, you know what? Kenobi, they did push it back, but just two days. Another part 48 of hours. Yes, another 48 hours. But, 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 but. It will be two episodes instead of one that's going to drop. Oh, the first two okay. episodes will drop just to go ahead and make sure everybody's taken care of. It'll be part of the Star Wars celebration, which is going on that time, which is the reason why that they're doing this. So. It will be part of the Star Wars celebration. And I'll tell you what, I'm looking forward to it. I know Melinda is as well. But any last thoughts on the way out? I am going to give Morbius a chance. (laughs) Get those fangs ready. Get those fangs ready. I'm going to see how it goes. It could be one of those movies that I find so bad that it's great. You know, those those movies. You know, this one might not be bad enough to be that. I don't know. But (laughs) we'll see. All I say is this. To your husband, Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> Watch your back. Watch your back. 
So for Melinda Barkhouse Ross, this is Gerald Glassford. It's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the PCC Multiverse. We thank you for listening. And here's hoping you have yourself a great Listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Tangent Bound Network. Let your voice be heard. Tangentboundnetwork.com. Thanks so much for downloading the Pop Culture Cosmos and stay tuned as more great podcasts are on the way. Thanks again for listening to us here at the Pop Culture Cosmos.